Life can take us on unexpected paths that leave us with emotional wounds and scars. But these scars do not have to be a burden that we carry alone. I'm Jocelyn Biederset, a childhood sexual assault survivor, and this is Invisible Scars, a podcast where we connect and learn from those who have come out stronger on the other side of trauma. So I am so excited to be back and doing another solo episode for you guys. It is my first one of 2024, and I thought I would just kind of go over a few things that I am learning as I go about healing and starting over and just kind of be honest with you guys about my start to 2024. So I had posted on Instagram that I love a New Year's resolution. Like I love a January 1st reset. It gets me so excited, but I can promise you that when January 1st hits, I have never once in the history of Jessalyn ever hit that goal of like right out of the gate. I'm just like on track. So this year, definitely I'm calling this a soft start. It's January like 20th or something. And I literally am still struggling to get my shit together. So I'm slowly incorporating like first, okay, here's a big one, eating at home. So I kind of found that when we moved to Kelowna, it's just like being in a new town, you have new restaurants, you're wanting to get used to things and like experience all that it has to offer. We definitely ate out so much more in the last six months than I think we ever have as a family. So we're slowing that down, definitely eating more at home which I'm loving. And also a big reason why we're eating out more too, not just like moving to a new town, but also just the sheer level of exhaustion I have felt for the last few years. I just like didn't have it in me. And I'm going to get into that actually exhaustion. So other than that, yeah, slow start, slowly starting to work out again. Um, Definitely taking it slow. My goal was just like to work out three days a week. I'm more averaging like two days a week, but my energy is definitely coming back, which is so exciting. So if you're off to a slow start in January, let's just let those New Year's resolutions go. We're just going to, we're going to do what we can. So the first thing that I've noticed this year that I wanted to talk to you guys about is as I'm reflecting back on the last like two years of deep healing, which I actually can't believe it's been two years, blows my mind. It is so wild how tired I've been. So the level of exhaustion has been so severe. Like I've gotten hormone tests. I've gotten my thyroid checked. I've like done all of these things because first of all, make sure it's not a medical condition that there's not something else wrong. I'm not a doctor. This is just my experience. But you know, my therapist and my best friend Susie has told me from day one how important rest is. So I don't know if you guys have felt this, but it doesn't matter the level of trauma. I mean, for myself, I spent 30 some years in fight or flight and wasn't fully living my life. So now that I've like kind of calmed my nervous system and I'm able to be in the moment, I'm fucking exhausted. And I'm talking sleeping eight or nine hours a night, having a solid nap during the day where I can get it and still sleeping all night, no matter what. Like I still wake up tired. It's just been explained to me that it's my body's way of healing. It took 30 some years of hell to get me to this point. And now my body's just playing catch up. And I don't want anyone to get discouraged if you're not bouncing back immediately. Like the importance of rest and self-care after healing is just like wild. Like we grossly underestimate that. So, you know, it can take years. 
to come back to life after something that has happened to you. Like even if you've lost a spouse or a friend or you're going through a divorce or the loss of friends or family members or whatever it is, do not let it discourage you that it can take years to come back because your body definitely needs time to recuperate. And honestly, there are such incredible moments in between all of that. Um, Moments of love and growth and happiness and looking back and realizing, you know, these small steps have come so far and you may not have been able to see the progress before. But as you start to like rest and, you know, kind of calm down your nervous system, you see these these things that you've never seen before. And it's really beautiful. So, you know, the journey is amazing and it's long. And by that, you know, I mean that it like don't feel like it's not worth it because it can take so long and that maybe it's taking too long when you don't bounce back immediately. But, you know, if you're still feeling exhausted almost two years later, that's okay. Like let your body rest. You absolutely need it. So I'm looking back and it's really hitting me in the last few weeks. Like how much rest my body really needed because I am coming back to life a little bit. And it's funny because as I'm like starting to kind of come back to life, I'm like going to get my nails done, which I haven't done in probably a year, nine months to a year. And that's just like certain things that I used to really enjoy doing or going to a workout class. Like I did that for the first time in a few years. And I did that a couple of weeks ago and it felt so amazing to like be outside of the house and among other people. And I wasn't, it was interesting because I walked into a gym for the first time and didn't feel insecure or full of anxiety, which is wild to me. And then, you know, just thinking about like my experience with exercise, I'm noticing too that part of the reason I'm holding back from full out exercising the way I used to was because I used to do it for the wrong reasons. Like it was actually super toxic the way I did it. And not that I had like an eating disorder or anything like that. I definitely had a distorted image of my body and what it really looked like, but I was exercising for all the wrong reasons. Like I was exercising to look a certain way, to be a certain size, to, um, you know, I had an event coming up and people were going to see me. So I couldn't have that role by my, by my bra that most of us have, or like my arms needed to look perfect. And it just, I wasn't doing it for the right healthy reasons. And now that I have like a more healthy attitude towards how I want to live my life and a more realistic view of who I am, I'm having a hard time going back into that like big routine of working out because I'm so scared that I'm going to slip back into those toxic behaviors. So, or those toxic trains of thought. So it's definitely something I'm working on in therapy because even still, like I have moments of like, oh, I, I don't like the way my stomach looks or my jeans don't fit as well as they did last year or holy crap, I cannot believe how small my jeans were a year and a half ago compared to now. I better get working out and then I'll stop myself and be like, no. So I'm just kind of trying to find that balance between healthy body image, not doing it for toxic reasons and really learning how to do it because it's right and healthy for me and my body. So And my mental health, to be completely honest, we know, we all know how much movement helps our mental health. So I am definitely struggling with that, but it's coming. I'm coming around to it. The other thing 
that I have been really struggling with since January 1 is I have had a few days where I still feel really worthless and like everybody else is doing it better. And it's just like those small voices that I've worked so, so hard to put behind me and change the way I talk to myself. Don't be fooled because they will still sneak in sometimes. These old patterns of behavior are hard to break and do not give up. Do not give up. They will not come in as frequently, but um, that part of you, that part of your brain that still tries to keep you small because it feels safe, it will show up sometimes. So last week I had this day where maybe I was getting my period probably, but I was just like... I had this guest that I really wanted to have on the podcast and her and I had talked about it. And then um, we talked about January. And so I reached out to her and she like never wrote me back. And then I was like, I'm so worthless. What am I doing? I shouldn't be doing this. Everyone else is doing better. And I really like, I was hyper aware of my train of thought. So I kept trying to change it, but it was fucking hard. Like honestly, for an entire day and a half, I was so bitchy. I was so down on myself and it's not, don't be upset with yourself if it's not easy as like quickly changing a couple thoughts to like break that pattern or come back to that happiness or that centered feeling that you want to feel like sometimes it takes a couple days sometimes it takes a week sometimes you're gonna have like a week of just shit and just because you see people on instagram saying oh it's just as easy as changing your train of thought does not mean that it is like don't be hard on yourself i was like literally i say a day and a half but it was probably a solid two days like my husband was out of town And I even said to him, I am in such a bad mood. I'm going to hang up on you before I say something that's going to hurt your feelings because I don't mean it, but I'm just a bitch right now. So it wasn't just like doing it to myself. I was doing it to somebody I really loved. And I was thinking about it like, that's okay to have those days, even those weeks, if that's where you're at, and they will become less and less and shorter and shorter. And just remember that the goal isn't to completely eliminate the bad days and the bad thoughts and all of that, because bad days will happen. You're going to have intrusive thoughts every once in a while. You're going to get down on yourself. Like we can't control that. So the goal is not to completely eliminate it. The goal is to just not stay as long and to have the tools and the self-love to bounce back just a little bit quicker. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I would have probably stayed in that space for the next couple of weeks and really struggled over the next month and really hid from the world and did all these other toxic behaviors that came with it. And looking back, I'm just proud of myself that I didn't... I didn't do that, that I didn't stay as long. So it's just a learning process. And I wanted everyone listening to know, like, it doesn't matter how many times you fall and get back up, just keep freaking doing it. The other thing that happened in the last couple of weeks, like it has been a wild January so far, the the first couple of weeks, having some really hard conversations with my daughter. And I've been super open about how honest I am with my daughter about my past and the things that have happened to me um, to try and keep her safe and try and keep her educated and just know, you know, pain and these kinds of people that could potentially do these horrible things to you, you know, it doesn't discriminate. It can happen to anyone. So we just have to like trust our gut and do all those things. I've gone over all this with you guys. It's probably super repetitive, but in having those real open conversations with her, she feels so comfortable coming to me with things and talking to me about things. And that's actually something I'm so freaking proud of. So this week she came out of school 
in tears. And I could see from like so far away that she was upset. And she got in the car and closed the door. And I asked her, what, you know, what's going on? Did something happen with a friend? Can you please talk to me? And, you know, she just broke down and she was really missing an important member of our family that has unfortunately decided to not be a part of our life anymore. And, you know, the the look on her face and the the pain she was in and I could tell and just, you know, when your kids are crying or you're crying or a friend's crying and you, you, it's that can't quite catch your breath kind of crying. So it really broke my heart and we had a really long talk about it. And I had kind of let her know that, you know, I also experienced this as a child and I had a really important member, well, multiple important members of our family, of my family, um, disappear and decide they didn't want to be a part of our day-to-day life. And I remember as a kid just being so upset and did I do something wrong and I miss them? Do they not love me anymore? And so we had a really good talk about it. And as this was happening, I noticed something so strange. And this is where I know growth happens. And I want all of you to kind of pay attention to these moments as well, because these small moments of growth, you're going to be so proud of yourself and so proud of the decisions you made and how far you've come. So what it was, she was kind of describing how she was feeling. And typically I would have this like really intense feeling of anger that whoever was hurting my daughter I wanted to rectify it. Like you do not get to hurt this little child, especially when an adult is hurting my daughter. It's not the first time we've experienced an adult kind of hurting her feelings or making her feel small or not important. And, um, you know, in the past, I have gone to those adults and confronted them and told them that it's not okay and just kind of given my two cents. And this time I noticed that that anger wasn't there. And instead, I took it as, you know, a really good teachable moment, uh, a moment to be able to connect with my daughter and share with her that I had also experienced something similar as a child. And the reason I think that I wasn't angry, and it was odd too, because even when I talked to my husband about it, I was like, okay, I should be angry. So I told him I was angry, but it almost was because I felt like it was the right thing to do, but it wasn't truly how I was feeling. So the next morning I was writing in my journal about it and it hit me and I was like, okay, I'm not angry because I'm actually grateful that those people aren't in our life anymore. Once you've had a certain amount of distance from people that you really love and people that you really care about, you kind of start to see the toxic behaviors and, you know, the narcissistic tendencies and the things that they were doing to you to control you and hold you back and manipulate you. And as much as I miss these people and I will always hold space and love for them, I'm seeing things a lot more clear now. And I'm actually really grateful that my daughter isn't exposed to the same environments that I was as a child in regards to family. And I'm so grateful we moved here. I'm so grateful that um, she has this beautiful life and she can communicate with me and there's not anything holding her back. And, you know, I think a lot of times in families, the generational trauma and the toxic behaviors run really deep and they're passed on from generation to generation. And it actually made me realize that I am the first person in my family to break these toxic cycles and to create a different future for myself 
which in turn created a different future for my daughter. And I'm actually so grateful and I'm so proud of myself for that. So that was a really big moment for me in the last couple of weeks was just for the first time, not feeling sad and devastated about the loss of these relationships. I actually felt like they were in my life when I needed them and they served me at the time. And maybe not every relationship is meant to be forever. And I wish everybody well, and I will always love them. And the reality is I'm also incredibly grateful. I'm just wanting you guys also to just remember that in those moments of total darkness, of the pain that is blinding, where you feel like you can't get out of bed or you can't understand why things are happening, there will come a day where you look back and you are so grateful for the loss and you are so grateful for the growth and the pain and all of it because it led you to where you are. You know, I'm actually really grateful for the people who chose to leave me at this point because I wouldn't have this life today. So when you get to a point where you wake up and the pain about it suddenly turns into gratitude and you see things clearly, it's a really magical moment. So you will get there. I completely promise you, you will get there. It just sometimes takes a little bit of time. So another thing that I wanted to kind of quickly touch on before we wrap up this episode, um, something else I've been learning about myself over the last few weeks since the new year started is how easy sometimes when things get hard, it is to slip back into those old toxic behaviors. So what I mean by that is I talked before about how shopping was my, um, you know, kind of like my drug. So when some people are kind of numbing their pain with alcohol and drugs, I was doing it with shopping. And I had completely stopped that for like so long. And now it's so interesting because Christmas, as wonderful and beautiful and incredible as it was for our family, there were definitely days where I would have to sit down in my bedroom by myself and close the door and I would just cry because the loss, right, of those family members or those big Christmases that we used to have, but also realizing that those big Christmases come with some toxicity, some toxic behaviors, some hurt feelings, and a lot of people being let down. So trying to just get through that was really hard for me. And I was giving myself the space and the grace to be able to just feel the things I had to feel and then pick up and go. And I don't think I quite understood the impact that the holidays had on me emotionally. And while I did better this year than I've done in 30 some years, actually, I did better than I've ever done in my whole life. And while I did better, it still was a struggle. And I think that that really started to show up after New Year's when things settle down and everyone kind of goes back to their normal life. And I started finding that I was shopping again and things I didn't even need. And last week I was just like, you know what? This is an old toxic behavior. And I had the tools now to sit with myself and write things down and say, okay, what is this really about? Do I want to shop? Or is there something that's really hurting me and bothering me that I need to pay attention to that I'm trying to ignore? And I think that that's a really important thing to remember too in your healing, whatever stage you are in healing, because these things can pop up, is just when you find yourself slipping back into those old behaviors, whether it's like 
the bad toxic behaviors around exercising or shopping or drinking a little bit more or whatever that looks like for you to actually sit down and ask yourself, is there any feeling I'm avoiding? What could potentially be hurting me? And for me, writing it down really helped. Um, Some people like to meditate on it. Some people just like to go for a walk and think about it. Sometimes, and this is going to sound probably a little crazy to some of you, but sometimes I'll drive around in my car and I'll just like turn off the radio and I'll talk to myself out loud. So, I mean, everyone has Bluetooth now, if you're driving around talking to yourself, people just think that you're on the phone anyways. But sometimes I'll have a full on conversation with myself about what that potentially might be or um, playing out conversations that I have to have with somebody that makes me uncomfortable later. I'll actually like practice it in my car by myself. So these are just some things that I've been doing. So I just want everyone for this month, if you are finding yourself kind of slipping back into those toxic behaviors that no longer serve you, like shopping or drinking or whatever that might be, take a second to write down, you know, what could maybe be bothering me that I'm avoiding? What could potentially be triggering me right now? What is it that I don't want to work on? And I have always found that the thing you're avoiding is what needs to be worked on the most. And it's the hardest to look at usually. But once you do, you just feel so freaking free. You know, I kind of figured out what that was. So I'm laying low on the shopping now, completely cutting it off. And I, there's some things emotionally that I need to work on, obviously. So that is kind of my my hot take on January and where I'm at. So I hope you guys are all doing so good. And if you're not, that's okay. And also, don't forget that the rest part of it that I said in the beginning, if you feel you need to rest, please rest. Give your body that. You know, we've talked about like those gut check moments. We've talked about listening to your gut. If you truly feel that you need rest, you're not lazy. Don't let anybody fucking tell you that you are. You take that rest. Thank you for following along today. (laughs) And as always, just remember that if you are really struggling and you don't know who to reach out to or where to begin, that we do have an email address set up um, that you can send an email into where a clinical psychologist will get back to you to set up a therapy appointment, even give you a consultation to see if it's the right fit or to find somebody that is a good fit for you. So if you would like to, you can reach out to hello at invisiblescarspodcast.com and somebody will get back to you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that today's episode provided insight, inspiration, and comfort to anyone who is dealing with the effects of trauma. Remember, you are not defined by your scars and you are not alone in your healing journey. If you enjoyed listening, please make sure to rate, review, and share this episode with a friend who could benefit from listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.